This OFI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Back to You is up next, but first take a listen to this other fine OPI show. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Oh, I'm Steve Baskerville, and I'm Howard Sudbury, and we talk about... He's gone rogue. Whatever we talk about... We're the Ramblin' Boys. I don't know what to add. He's all the characters. This is a one-man show. (laughs) And friends! Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com The following is a Tony Lozano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits podcast network. This is Back to You with me, Howard Sudbury, and Steve Baskerville. And... Uh, Steve is going to join us in a few minutes. I've got uh, I've got a few things I want to talk about for ten or fifteen minutes, and then we'll bring Steve in. I'm just kidding. I wanted to get your reaction. I don't care. <laughs> You're like I'll hang sleepy. up. I'm sleepy today. I'll just sit back and listen. A, pod, <laughs> a podcast within a podcast. It is. We are back. We are back. It's time to get our country back. Yeah, I can't that cracked stand me it up. He does that. Yeah, it, 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 it's uh, that's all he knows is uh, turning it into the WWF performances. Yeah. We're talking. This isn't a political show, but we're talking about our president, of course. And you know, people get mad. They'd be like, "How, how dare you get mad at our president? And make fun of him? We've made fun of all the presidents. Doesn't matter, regardless of party. But if you tell people to take." You know, drink Lysol. People are gonna, we're gonna make fun of you, right? Well, I can't listen to anything he says uh, as something I'm going to follow. That's just straight up. If I'm looking at him, he either irritates me or makes me laugh. <laughs> but more often than not, he irritates me, and I go straight to the expert that I hope is standing somewhere near him and not catching the virus from him because he's the only one standing around with no mask on. Yeah, that it's just. It's irritating. That sounds like your reaction to me. Yeah, where's your where's your mask? Where's your mask? Oh, I've got one. I got a lot of them. We're not at that point now where we need masks to do this. I hope. <laughs> Can anything come through the microphone and through our phone? I don't know. But you're always like Dr. Howard Fauci. You always have some different information. <laughs> I do. Uh, it's different. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I, no, I think we're. I think we're good and safe, Johnny Ramble. Yeah. I just rambled my way into a hole here. I was going to talk about something. By the way, I've got a quiz for you a little later on. It's going to be fun. Everybody can play along at home. I like that when you say it's going to be fun. Let us deter- <laughs> let us determine how much fun it is. It's going to be fun for me. It's sure. called. Do you know what it's called? I think it's I mentioned it to you on the phone. The, the back to you quiz. <laughs> it's called Who Am I? Multiple choice with I've been with trying hints. to figure that out for a long time. <laughs> who I am or who you are? Both. Both. <laughs> uh, it'll be multiple choice with hints about different famous people. So that promises to be fun. We are back. We need our country back. Let me let me ask you something, yes. uh, J- Johnny Backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we went through this with uh, Christmas and New Year's, the same thing I'm about to ask you, but it's different. Uh, uh, how long can you tell someone happy belated birthday? 
I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about there's there's a guy whose birthday I missed, and uh, later in that week, I said happy belated birthday. How how long is happy belated birthday? Something you can say to someone. That's okay. Like, uh, you uh, know, within... like New Year's New Year's, you can say happy New Year's. We determine what uh, maybe one or two months after the New oh, Year. Oh, I don't right? think I don't think two months. I think when you oh. get deep into February, yeah, Happy New Year has sailed. Well, you've got people who go deep into February that still have their lights up in the house. Yeah, their and, Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah. And, and turned on. And turned on. I've seen that. Yeah, that's the part that gets me. You know, if people on their home, on the outside, want to leave their stuff strung up, you know, so they don't have to do it the next year. Uh, that's okay, but why do you turn it on? You make a conscious effort or leave your timer on and light the thing up in March? I just think it's just lazy, right? Or they just grow to like the look of the lights in the house. Yeah, they think but it's I think more, than, more than anything, it's just, I'm going to get around to that one day, Ma. I hope you do. <laughs> but but how, how long, like for the rest of the week, do you say, hey, happy belated birthday? If it's early in the month, can you say happy related birthday at the end of the month? When do you cut that off? I think it depends on your relationship with the person and, and how often you might talk to them or, you know, you're in contact with them by text or what have you. Um, I think within a couple of weeks, I think after that, you you missed it. <laughs> a, couple of, a couple of weeks sounds long, too, to me. I would think it would be shorter than the Christmas or New Year's greeting that you can give someone. Yeah, I think it's pushing it, but I mean if you if you don't if you're not in contact with the person all the time and it's next month and you you see something, hey, I I I see your birthday was last month. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. You could probably get away with that if you're not, you know, real close to the person. When is your birthday, by the way? November 22nd. Oh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I have a... uh, My birthday is on a day that will live in infamy. Um, That was the day, November 22nd, that JFK was assassinated. So all of your birthdays have, within the day, not directed to you, but there's a somberness somewhere around the remembrance of that day there is there is and there you know it unfortunately is fading somewhat uh, because it was so long ago but for people that were alive and around i mean you know it shook the entire country so that really dominated my birthday and my birthday also falls once in a while on thanksgiving you like that it's okay you know it falls when it falls what i don't like is when somebody tells me happy belated birthday a couple weeks afterwards like you <laughs> or six months later or six now, months now, later uh, yeah because like my birthday will fall on mother's day some years but and, and that gets completely overworked by you know mom you can't outdo mother's day just like thanksgiving day i would think that's not a gift giving day so it doesn't interfere with you getting gifts True. Well, yeah. that means your birthday was recently. Uh, recent. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Happy, go ahead and say it. You know what I'm going to say. Yeah, go ahead. Happy belated birthday. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Did, I appreciate it. Did you now, get your gift? To, now, this, is this, uh, I think uh, the a man dropped the box off and ran. From, from I'm hoping he was from Amazon. <laughs> Just some guy who dropped a box off and ran is scary. It is now. Um, uh, now it has been a week since my birthday. So is this too late to say that? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it would be for me because we talk frequently, and I probably told you happy birthday last week. Yeah. But there, there are just a lot of May birthdays that I'm aware of, and I, and I missed, actually, I missed a couple of them, and I said belated birthday. But uh, that's neither here nor there, just like us. Well, it's it's there. <laughs> you know, this sounds like slow virus conversation. It does. It does. <laughs> like, it's, I heard somebody say that... Um, you know, dealing with the virus, uh, the way that we're living now is all there. There are aspects of it that seem like the 1950s, and in particular, uh, what he was talking about was uh, we had gotten so used to in our fast-paced lives not eating dinner together as families. You know, and so mm -hmm. this is that's that's like an old-fashioned sort of thing to do, where everybody goes to the dinner table because they have time to eat dinner together. They're not distracted by other things. And so uh, many, many people now are eating meals together and talking to each other much more than they would have two or three months ago. Yeah, and I don't know if that's good. Because <laughs> <laughs> <But the laughs> you're talking about being home 24-7, and well, all yeah, three of your meals you, are home. You're sitting down at the table, and you and you look over there, and you go, I didn't know I was married. <laughs> still married. Uh, we're still married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you still lived here, too. I didn't know I now, had kids. That's right. And they're, and they're all grown. Now, um, you did something else that was sort of 1950s-ish when I talked to you on the phone the other night. And you said, oh, we're getting ready for, this, for the meal. I can smell it now, the pot roast. And I thought it was the meal you were going to have within the hour or two. And I said, when are you going to eat it? And you said, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Oh. Like, like, you know, Ellie Mae and the Clampers are in there stirring up the pots. And you can smell, ooh, that's going to be a good apple pie tomorrow. <laughs> well, that's, that's how pathetic it has gotten is that, you know, often your next meal and even going into the next day, uh, your meal planning, and I don't do the cooking, but I do the eating, uh, that's what you have to look forward to. But everything is slowed down in a sense where you can, uh, you know, you don't have to squeeze meals in anymore because you got time to prepare meals and think about tomorrow's big dinner and uh, sitting around the table eating like it's 1958. Yeah, you do Ward Cleaver style. That that's an old man's reference, isn't it? Yeah, I'm glad you made it, not me. <laughs> but you nodded your head. So I <laughs> no, because I have a crook in my neck. That's why I nodded my head. I'm to yeah, I know one thing. People can't see you, but I'm FaceTiming you. You have AirPods in. You're a high tech man, and it was a big big week for you in the last week, in that you joined Instagram. <laughs> yeah, joy. That made me snort just now. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, Instagram. Uh, I should be careful because people can't see why I'm saying it made me snort, but I made the physical snort sound. Um, uh, yeah, Instagram. I can't say that I'm hooked on it in any way, but it, it's uh, just another platform that I was curious about and finally uh, got in line with everybody else. And I have 14 followers uh, to see nothing. I haven't posted a thing. <laughs> That was like our guest from a couple of earlier podcasts, Wayne Kennedy said. He said, I got four followers. I've never posted anything. <laughs> I haven't posted anything. It is like uh, I see you walking down the street and I say, hey, where are you going? And you go, oh, I'm following him. Oh, really? Well, follow me. Okay, I'm going to follow you. Yeah. And then so the next thing I know, I got 14 people following me and they're asking me, where are you going? <laughs> and I go, I don't know. I'm following him. And it just seems like a bunch of people following each other to nothing. That's what it is. Exactly. And the question would be, why? Why am I following him or her? Well, I have to discover that. I'm so new to it. Now I have to realize what the worth in uh, Instagram is. There are a lot of interesting interesting things on, uh, on the gram that you can. But you did a story. You posted a story. Accidentally, I was learning how to do it, <laughs> and I and uh, I was on the phone with my son. I said, "Now, what do you do? Okay, now don't do that. Now, and you can add music, really." And so I added some music, and the album cover was right over the face of the photo that I had, uh, uh, that I thought that I could get rid of, and I accidentally posted it. Yeah, I and saw that. Like and it looked like the most bizarre. He had to call me later and say, get that down. Get it down. Get it down. <laughs> it, it looks bizarre. It looks crazy. No, I called so you I and said, down. do you know what happened? And you said, no. I said, well, the album cover is over the faces yes. of all of you in the photo. And yes. you said, oh, my God. Well, first of <laughs> yeah. all, you can't make mistakes. It's on your story, so it goes away in 24 hours. But then I talked you through how to delete it. And you deleted it and did very well. That's an important function, the delete <laughs> button. Yes. Just like for and the I, show. I don't see the worth in it if, if it goes away in 24 hours. I mean, you just happen to have – you have to be – in. are you alerted to it or are you just in – just walking around with your phone and you go into Instagram and realize somebody's posted it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the way you do. You just you go on the app on your phone and you look at you know people's feed if you choose to. You just scroll through it, and then the stories come across the top. And if you choose to click on one of them, you do. Did you hear that? Yes. It was call uh, waiting. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah. Decline. Ooh. He's a busy man. I didn't recognize the number anyway. COVID at all. It yeah. was a 312 number. It was Chicago, but I didn't recognize it. So, see ya. Have you been out? Have you been in any stores like, you know, Home Depot has been open all along. It's packed all the time. Uh, Benny's, the uh, Chicagoland liquor store, grocery stores, Walgreens, CVS, anything like that? No, I've I've driven by and seen cars in the parking lots, almost full at at Lowe's, for instance, uh, and and, uh, Target still has a lot of folks that are jamming the parking lot. So I'm assuming and when I see that, that really doesn't make me want to go in out of curiosity. (laughs) I've seen enough already. Well, no. bunch of people in there walking around without their masks. But Uh, I've never ever I've never ever been to a Benny's. 
so I'm not missing anything. Haven't you? Never. How do you get, uh, well, you can get liquor anywhere. Yeah. But I just have never sashayed into Benny's. Well, it would be worth the trip sometime when this, you know, calms down because it's a liquor superstore. It's pretty amazing when you see all the, you know, an entire store that is dedicated to it. So do you miss going into Benny's? No, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's just a <laughs> spectacle. Your, mem- your memories are starting to get very fond of Benny's. You- <laughs> <laughs> well, everything in this house is gone right now in that, in that area. Um, the reason I ask you about gro- grocery stores is that have you ever done the grocery shopping? Have you ever been handed a list and gone in and looked around? And Yeah, I have. Not often, but I have. Do you know what anything costs? you remember when George W. or George Herbert Walker Bush was president and somebody was interviewing him and they asked him what a gallon of milk costs, what a loaf of bread costs, just to show that he was out of touch and you know I think as much as anything it was just a you know a man thing yeah I don't think it's something that you should be embarrassed about because I'm not uh, and by the way you know how much a gallon of milk on average costs right now well no but I'm going to guess is it like is it like a buck fifty no is it more uh Yes, two fifty. Uh, I three fifty two. It is. Wow, it's way off. U.S. simple average prices are three fifty two per gallon for conventional whole milk. Huh. Oh. Well, I was given the nineteen seventy two price. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I live in that's the past. Where, that's where uh, you, you know uh, everyday life ended for you, <laughs> yeah. and then you started uh, this. Moving on to this. Yeah. Podcast. Podcast. I got a great idea. Yeah, I did. <laughs> telling you that. And then a year later, you latch on to it. But I would be I would be pretty uh, bad in a lot of those game shows where you have to sort of guess the price of something. Unless it was... It depends on what your hobbies or interests or window shopping uh, drifting does to you like i'll go into best buy i could tell you what a lot of appliances and electronics might cost how much how much is a loaf of bread is this the game that you're gonna play no we got another game coming up okay let me google that now loaf of (laughs) you're gonna know the answer so let me guess bread i'm gonna guess a loaf of bread here i'm gonna go back to my buck 50 Buck fifty for a loaf of bread. I can't find it now. This is real good radio, is it? Uh, what does a loaf of bread cost? What'd you say it was? Buck fifty. It says two fifty five. Two fifty five. Two fifty five. Now somebody listening to this is going to say you're both wrong. Where are you getting those prices? I guess it all depends on where you're shopping and what you're doing. You know, um, uh, Ed Silha from Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, you yes. should follow him on Instagram. Uh, he makes his own bread, and he makes sourdough bread. So he's had some good posts on that. And he tells people where he gets his dough, 
or flour or whatever you need for sourdough. I think you need flour and not yeast. Yeah, you're really... My name is not Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Evidently, neither is mine. <laughs> no. Hey, Steve, if you like Back to You, and I know you do, then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like Minutia Men. With our friends Rick Kempfer and David Stern, they are consumers of worthless information. Each week, they share their newest worthless information in the podcast, Minutia Men. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts and just search for Radio Misfits. You know, I'm really out of out of sorts and, and, and uh, just not myself because, uh, first of all, we've got just everyday life with the virus. But maybe a little bit more than a week from now, I could be a grandfather again. Terrific. And so that, so that is... Uh, uh, weighing on my mind and hoping all of that uh, comes out uh, just as fine as we expect. But, you know, life is just a jumble now. It's it's a wonder. I, I know the price of anything <laughs> or the price, the, you, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, that's, I, I don't know. I'm just sort of uh, uh, mixed up with all sorts of thoughts and expectations and anxiety. Aside from, but that this is going to be a wonderful thing. But that you know, a lot of folks right now are dealing with uh, um, giving birth under these circumstances. What does that mean for the for the parents and for the extended family and wanting to be near the new baby and um, and everybody's health and it, it's just uh, another layer to uh, you know worry. Not that I'm that worried about it, but it's just that I'm. Uh, Worried. Just anxious. Yeah. Anxious. Well, I mean, you know, life is uncertain in the best of times. And then now, you know, you got that other layer, as you said. So it's another thing to think about and worry about. Yeah. What's going to happen is that the baby is going to be born and then we'll get together on one of these podcasts and you'll be saying uh, something simple like, uh, tell them happy belated birthday. (laughs) (laughs) You said him. Do you know the gender? Yeah, we we know that already. Yeah. And it is a boy. Yes. That's that's why you said him. That's why I said him. Notice how I pick up on things like that? You're you're so quick. Uh, uh, By the way, you had me. See, I can't enjoy to the fullest the last dance episodes of the Michael Jordan story because you had me looking for you in every frame of each episode. I had you looking? Yeah, like, uh, where's Waldo? (laughs) Because you know that that you would have to be in some shot or some part of uh, of a big day in Jordan's life from covering the Bulls for all those years. And I did see you at least twice uh, last night. Last night uh, being the final two episodes of the Last Dance series. Yeah, that's interesting. I saw Bill Murray was on Jimmy Kimmel, and he was talking about the Last Dance, and he said, "You know, I look at it, and you know, here's a major motion picture star, and he, I look in there and I say, hey, there's me in the background." And <laughs> yeah. he was excited about yeah. it. And, you know, Bill Murray made a movie with Michael Jordan. So yeah. you wouldn't think he'd get that excited about seeing <laughs> himself walking behind him or in the front row or, you know, wherever he was. Now, there's no way that you could have looked at each episode and not 
from the very beginning been prepared to look for yourself, right? Well, I wasn't prepared to look for myself from the beginning, but what happened is, is every time a shot popped up, you know, yeah. my phone would blow up. So I would get, you know, freeze, freezes, screen grabs, and shots texted to me. There you are. Wow. I thought you were lying about being around him. <laughs> yeah. I have evidence. Now, and you were out there in Utah for those. Sure. Were you out there for the closing of that series? Sure. Did both yeah. of them. One ended here in Chicago and one ended in Utah, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The last one, the last dance ended in Utah when Michael hit that shot over Brian Russell. And that was uh, all she wrote. And I thought the, I, I thought the conclusion to the show, I thought the whole thing was really good, but it built. And just to hear Michael talk. You know, unfiltered and just let it rip, I thought was really another side of him that, you know, maybe a lot of things that I didn't even know. So the the director, producer did a great job with it. So is that something that you will look back at again and again? Will you want to save that indefinitely, that series? Uh, probably not. Uh, you no. know, I saw it the first time when I lived it, and then I saw this and enjoyed it. But uh, as I've said before, when it, when it was coming on on Sundays, it felt in Chicago, and for people that don't live here and didn't live through it, it you know, this show had a grip on Chicago like they were playing Game 6 in Utah, as we speak last night, you yeah. know, for the last dance. You know, a chance for them to win the championship and avoid a Game 7. I think people were anticipating the show, and as they watched it, they celebrated all over again. Well, your only sports viewing right now is down to watching cars ride around in a circle over and over and over. Yeah, NASCAR's back. Did you watch that? Yeah. No. I don't think I've ever watched more than five minutes of NASCAR, ever. <laughs> How come? <laughs> Just doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me. Uh, I've it, been it, to races. Uh, and... I... Go ahead. Well, let's talk over each other. I it. keep interrupting I don't get you. It. I don't get it. I just, you know, I, I to me, it doesn't even feel like a sport. <laughs> well, and yet you love horse racing. <laughs> yes, that's more of a, uh, well, they're not uh, flying around the track at 200 miles an hour either. I can actually see them and anticipate their arrival around the turn. And I mean, it just seems it's not just flying by and dust and. Well, screaming. yeah, it's only a minute to two minutes long, each one, and you have a but bet it, on it. That's more thrilling, too. That heightens it, your it, you know, interest in it when you got a couple bucks going. Well, these car races are how long? I mean, like you said, you've attended races. How, how long are they from start to finish? Well, uh, hours. I yeah, mean, it I, seemed like it was a couple days long, actually, to tell you the truth. Once they got into the rhythm and they started and they spread out, there was a period of time... There was an hour long, or an hour and a half, where they're just going and going and going. Nothing was changing. Nobody was passing, and um, it was it got pretty dull to me. And then you can still you have to each car will stop for a period of time, right? And the tires changed or something happening mechanically with the car, and then get back in the race, right? Yeah, pits. And, yeah, they'll yeah, pit, so and you, you know that's a neat thing to watch because. You know, when that team comes out there and changes the tires and they, they fuel it up and 
do all that in a period of seconds. That's pretty amazing to see them, you know, how that is orchestrated and get the driver back out on the track. How much does it cost to go to one of these races? I don't know, because I didn't pay, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, that was, a tr- that was a trick question. Was it? I to see whether you- well, how much does a loaf of bread cost at one of these races? Well, it's, you know, they upcharge it. So, you know, a loaf of bread can cost 4 or $5. At the race? Yeah, to make your sandwiches. Especially. <laughs> and then put that with a gallon of $3 milk. Man. Yep. Um, and you go to Benny's before you get there. Of course. And, uh... <laughs> All of and that. then you stand in line for the Instagram man to go. <laughs> now you can't go to a sporting event without, <laughs> you know, taking pictures, Instagramming, Facebooking, tweeting. Got to yeah, get you on Twitter be, next. And it may be a long time before you can go to a sporting event, period. Oh, true. I just read about baseball, you know, the protocols they're putting in place. And one of the things, they don't want them chewing sunflower seeds, no spitting. Now, how can yes. you play baseball without spitting? How can you play baseball on a pitcher's mound without putting your finger to your mouth? Seems right. like that's something that they do a lot of. Well, yeah, they have to step off the mound and moisten their hand to get a little better grip on it. So, I don't know. I mean, there'd be a lot of changes involved, but... You know, they're going to come up with a way, I think. Maybe. I don't know. It's a, it's a hazy world out there, man. I'd be curious to see it. I'd be curious to see all the major sports and how they're played with no audiences. I still think I probably would enjoy it because I'd be so ready for something live like that. Yeah, there was a little golf, live golf on over the weekend with uh, Skins game. And uh, that was kind of cool to watch. That's one sport where you don't miss an audience at all because you just don't, you rarely see them unless it's some kind of long drive, right? I mean, I'm not very, I'm not very, and then they want you so quiet anyway. Golf is quiet. Just during the swing. But you're not going to hear, well, you'll hear, but you won't hear constant fan noise during a golf tournament. You'll hear birds tweeting and And then uh, you hear peaceful. The announcers in their golf voice. Tiger Woods here at seven. He's pulled seven iron. Hundred and eighty two yards. Do, I bet you they'll have to well if uh, they're so worried with the crowd there with no crowd, does that mean Tiger and a bunch will hear them even more? Even through a whisper? They'll have to be quiet, more quiet. Who's whispering who's whispering over there? Shut shut the <laughs> F up. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd like to hear a lot more of that. Kind I of would, stuff. too. That's yeah. what will make it. If they if they do these things right and produce them right, and you get mics on everybody, you know, shotgun mics up over their heads, you pick up conversation between a catcher and a pitcher, although I don't know if they're going to allow those conferences on the mound. But if you turn it into a TV show, then you could really have something. Uh, you brought up The Last Dance. I have another recommendation for for everybody, and it's a show that you've watched that we've talked about. I just finished it up. Uh, it's two seasons long the other day. Ricky Gervais, Afterlife. Yeah, it's a hard-to-describe show. I loved it. Uh, I've seen both seasons, and if somebody says, well, what is it like? You'd say, oh, it's, it, it's very, very sad, but it's funny. Yeah, 
that's a good description, and I don't like to watch anything that's sad. If people tell me about a movie that's really sad or, you know, deals with death or whatever, it could be so well done and dramatic, but I don't, I don't want any part of it. But this one is different because... Ricky Gervais is so terrific that he weaves in his his humor. The cast is great. So in and out of this sadness that he's going through is humor and inspiration, and it can be uplifting. So it's already one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah, and then go now watch Extras and uh, watch uh, The Office. The original Office was Ricky Gervais. If you like Ricky uh, Gervais from watching Afterlife, I think you'll like the other stuff he's done. And there's another one called uh, An Idiot Abroad. An Idiot Abroad. An Idiot Abroad. Yes. Huh. Sounds like he could be talking about <laughs> about us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they're Notice saying over there. Say, Notice I didn't say uh, me. I said they could be t- talking about us. No, but it's a... Yeah, it's an interesting sort of uh, look at one guy who, in particular, that's part of See, Ricky Gervais has actor friends that are in all of these series. And you'll notice the same folks floating in the uh, floating around in the office and extras that were in Afterlife. Adam Sandler style. Adam always brings his buddies along. Yeah, there's a brand new... Um, movie I think on Netflix that has uh, a couple of Adam Sandler cronies in it and I can't think of uh, their name now their names that's terrible but I so why would I bring that up I don't I don't know why you do anything <laughs> Can, <laughs> one is uh, <laughs> Rob what's his name Rob Schneider See, this is what, yeah Rob Schneider is there with uh, David Spade it's a a comedy that they're in together. That now talk about people that will make you watch a movie just because they're in it. You wouldn't think that those two would would make me that like that's enough to hear to make me want to see the film, but it is. Oh, me too. And anything Will Ferrell is in, I will watch. And there are some people that will not watch five minutes of a Will Ferrell movie because he's an acquired taste, I guess. But I think they're both you know fabulous and i'll watch even you know what people say are bad movies that they were in yeah i'll give it a chance if he's in it uh, more often than not now uh, the other thing that happened this week and i don't want to be maudlin about it but there have been some deaths of uh, i had mentioned to you that it seems like a lot of i don't know maybe because i've been paying more attention to it than i would normally but uh, a, a lot of uh, entertainers and people that um you know, were major figures in in life have gone away in the last couple of weeks or so. And uh, Fred Willard, yeah, comedy. Uh, uh, he was a genius. The people throw that term around a lot, but he really was very funny. Uh, now he would be someone who, as a supporting actor, always sort of uplifts. The, the comedy or whatever the film is because he's a he's somewhat of an acquired taste but I love the films that he's been in then we lost uh, Phyllis George right now, Phyllis I mentioned Phyllis George a, a lot of folks may not know who that was because you know she wasn't on the air 
past the early 90s, I would think. That's I probably right. Her, and I worked with her in the mid-80s, and I thought longer than what I read. She was on the morning news when I was there, and I think she was only there eight months, which was part of the problem of the CBS Morning News. There was such turnover in anchors. But Phyllis was there, and I remember her, I remember clearly working with her. And um, there are a lot of people on TV who act like they want to be social, sociable, uh, like they like chatting, and they, they act like mm -hmm. uh, they like being around people and, and being chatty and being um, informal with folks. And then off camera, they're not like that at all. You know, they want you to get out of their face or they're very private or they're other than what you see on TV. She seemed to be what she was. You know, I mean, she uh -huh. was very... She was real. Yeah, she was very real in that sense. And she brought... Um, I mean, she was she was the governor's wife and she sort of acted like that. Yeah, in Kentucky. I mean, like she was very, like very used to hosting parties and uh, having get-togethers and uh, the, the shows almost felt like that with Phyllis, where well, she really she really loved being the the hostess in that sense. She and I had, don't mean that. Go ahead. No, well, she had an interesting life. I mean, first of all, she was Miss America when that was a big big deal, and yes. then she was a pioneer. Uh, is she one of the early female sportscasters on a national broadcast? She was on the NFL Today. And uh, that's where she got her acclaim. And then, as you said, she moved on to the CBS Morning News and did other things. And her husband was John Y. Brown, the governor of Kentucky, who actually, a piece of trivia about John Y. Brown that most people listening probably haven't heard of, but he bought... The Boston Celtics. Did he? <laughs> you just threw it out there. <laughs> I just blew your mind. I'm giving you trivia that you didn't have ready as trivia. He, he, did he really? I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right about that. Well, he yeah. bought Kentucky Fried Chicken from the Colonel in 1964 and made a wow. fortune off of it and sold it in 1971. I hope I'm right about owning the Celtics at one point. But I think he did. Well, he, he was, owned the uh, Kentucky Colonels, an ABA team. I know that. Okay. But yeah. look up the Celtics. Have you got Google? Uh, yeah, I heard tell of it. Oh, now <laughs> uh, he owned uh, at various times three professional basketball teams: the Colonels, like you just mentioned, uh, the Celtics, and the Buffalo Braves. Remember them? No. Buffalo Braves became. The L.A. Clippers. Oh, they did. So he yeah. did own the Celtics. Yes. Uh, what years? Was it during their glory like, years? You look like my uh, Google man. I look like Bobby Google over here. <laughs> uh, in the early yeah early 70s. It doesn't give me the, the year. For, I haven't found the year for each, each of those, but looks like we're talking about the early 70s. The game is Who Am I? Multiple choice with hints about famous people. This quiz. Your your Harlan Sanders. Who am I? And Who's we're going to play Sanders? the Colonel Harlan <laughs> Very Sanders. Good. Very good. Okay. And we will play Who Am I? 
Yes. When we come back. Oh. Yeah. Let's do it now. We'll be right back. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, we're going to talk to Dave Sinker, a Second City alum, a guy who has performed with some of the greats like Tim Meadows and Steve Carell, Chris Farley, Jeff Garland. You know, there were people that you toured with, that you performed with, that you knew immediately, yeah, this person's going to be amazing. Amy Sedaris got two oranges, put them in her blouse. (laughs) So it looked like gravity was not good to her. Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, an OPI show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Previously on Lozano and Friends. My name is Ryan Cheverini. I'm the co-host of Windy City Live. The shorter you are, the more famous you are. That is true. Yeah. Well, then explain Will Ferrell, because you've had him. Uh, he's a big dude. Yeah. yeah. No, he's yeah. like 6'4". So <laughs> Will Ferrell was awesome. Will, um, you could talk to him just like we're talking right now yeah. when the light's not on. Yeah. As soon as the camera light goes on, uh, you can't ask him anything serious. <laughs> like, I think I asked him, I said, hey, I'm going to ask you a little bit about, you know, your things that you like to watch this, whatever. He goes, yeah, yeah, cool, whatever. I come, We come out and I go, hey, you know, you been making people laugh your whole life. What's the movie that you watch late at night when you're flipping channels and you just have to watch it because it's so funny? And he's like, um, you know, uh, probably um, Booty Call. <laughs> Get more Lasano and Friends now on Lasano.com. We are back. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You were going to say something just now? Yeah, you're over there operating Mission Control uh, and it's uh, it's so funny. You've got all this setup over there, and uh, I keep getting the promise of a real mic at some point. <laughs> it's in the mail. <laughs> yeah. You've got a board, and you've got one of these high-powered, uh, newfangled kind of microphones in front of you. And a recorder. And, and you've got cords everywhere. And I'm sitting over here with an iPad uh, on top of a book Well, you propped up. You're gonna, so that I can uh, see you. You're going to piss Tony Lasano off uh, if, you, if you gripe Why? about it, because he's the guy that is going to send you the equipment. <laughs> Tony, don't you miss seeing Tony? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. And Samuel. Yeah, for sure. And down in our own our old home, the Museum of Broadcast Communications in Chicago. Yes. That was you know. a good time. You know. Now we're in our old own homes, eating three three meals at the same table with our families. Yeah, and hurry up because I got to go uh, pick up a loaf of bread. <laughs> and that, now that I know what it costs, I'm gonna gonna put some money together and go get me some. All right, yeah, you ready? Right, go. Who go. am I? I have no idea. And if you get, I think I've got five of these. If you get three out of the five, you get a Ramble Brothers T-shirt. <laughs> I still haven't gotten mine, by the way. I can see how contestants get pissed off at shows. Where's my stuff? <laughs> yeah. Where's the shirt that I was supposed to get? I haven't gotten it yet. Okay. Who am I? I have a phobia of water. The number 12 is an interesting footnote in my life. I have a degree in geography. I have five children from two marriages. Am I A, Tiger Woods, B, LeBron James, C, Arnold Palmer, 
D, Michael Jordan. Hmm. Wow. Let's go through the list for everyone one more time. Okay, the list. Uh, you mean the description? No, give me the names of okay. the individuals. A, Tiger Woods. B, LeBron James. C, Arnold Palmer. D, Michael Jordan. I'm going to say LeBron James. Final LeBron answer. James, final answer. No. Yes. Really? Uh, I'm going to say, well, let's see, because you like uh, some of this, these old man memories. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Palmer, final answer. Wrong. <laughs> You're down to two. Tiger right. Woods and Michael Jordan. Okay. Phobia that, of water, number 12, interesting footnote in my life. I have a degree in geography. I have five children from two marriages. Okay. Tiger think, uh, or Michael? Oh, boy, that's really a good one. Let's go for let's go for broken. I'm going to say uh, Michael, final answer. You got it, finally. Yes. yes. That's interesting. The only thing that really, really, really surprises me is I had no idea what he had majored in in school. I didn't That's either. I didn't either. Yeah. And now, you know what the number 12 comes from? Did he ever wear that number maybe yeah. as a kid? No. He wore it in the NBA in one game. Somebody got into the locker room and stole his jersey, his number 23. What, did you give it back ever? So, <laughs> it's in the basement framed and I can't sell it because I'd be admitting <laughs> to a felony. And he wore number 12, and he scored 49 points that game. All right. As a, as a professional, as a yeah, bull. with the Bulls. That's, Not the there? Wizards. Were you there? No, I don't remember. I don't remember. You don't remember, you don't remember that, uh, that he wore that? Yeah, I remember that he wore it. I don't okay. remember if I was there or, you know, anything around it. Okay. He dropped out of high school to pursue acting. His father was a celebrated abstract impressionist painter. He is a dual citizen of the USA and Italy, and the Academy Awards were postponed for one day when he won a Best Actor Oscar. Is it A, Robert De Niro, B, Leonardo DiCaprio, C, Al Pacino, or D, Dean Martin? Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, Al Pacino, or Dean Martin? I'm going to rule out for sure Dean Martin. I'm going to rule him out. I'm going to rule out Good luck. De Niro. I'm going to rule him out, De Niro. Okay. Uh, I have a real feeling that it's Leonardo, and, and that's going to be my final answer. <laughs> no. No. Nice job. But you got to be kidding me. No. Okay. So let's go through the remaining names again. De Niro, Pacino, yes. Yes. Dino. Man. Wow. An Academy Award, you said, winner? Mm-hmm. And they were postponed for a day when he won this Oscar. Why? Because they were so shocked that I'll he I'll tell you when it's over. I don't think it was Martin. Dean Martin, as much as uh, Dean was 
a terrific performer. And I don't think he ever won an Academy Award. Okay. All right. So it's De Niro and Pacino. De Niro and Pacino. Right. Wow. That's a good one. I had no... Boy, I never heard anything about that dual citizenship. Is that what, what you said? Yeah. Italy and Man. USA. Boy, oh boy. I'll go Pacino. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. C. C? No. <laughs> it wasn't Al Pacino? No. Oh, my goodness. So you're down to Robert De Niro and Dean Martin. <laughs> it's not Dean Martin. Put that out of your mind. Okay. Just, well, just draw a line through his name. All right. It's got to be De Niro. De Niro. A. Yes. 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 Of, yes. Robert. And the only reason why is because I knew Dean Martin never wore, won an Oscar. Yeah, and Robert De Niro Sr. was a was a v- excellent painter, acclaimed, abstract, mm. impressionist. Mm. And the Academy Awards were postponed when he won for Taxi Driver by one day because of the shooting of Ronald Reagan. Hmm. So that's why it was postponed for a day, and then they had the awards the next day. You remember that, when they were postponed? I don't, no. I remember that. Yeah, on Sunday, and then they had them on on Monday night once they found out that the, the president was doing okay. All right, on to the next one. He twice failed auditions to be in a choir. He was once thrown in jail for lighting a condom on fire. Dean Martin. He's <laughs> he's an accomplished painter, and he witnessed the 9-11 attacks. Is it A, Mick Jagger, B, Paul McCartney, C, Steven Tyler, D, Steven Stills? Jagger, McCartney, Tyler, Stills. My gut and the inner man says, go with McCartney, McCartney, Paul McCartney. McCartney B, final answer. Yes. You got one. Thank you. Paul McCartney. Thank you. Have you noticed with these games, I always do better down the stretch. You get momentum. Um, A little background, the condom thing, Pete Best, who was the original drummer of the Beatles, they were in Germany. And they were in a room somewhere, and <laughs> for whatever reason, they lit a condom on fire because they needed some light, and the authorities thought they were trying to b- burn the building down. Well, That's a felony, writing, well, uh, you... uh, lighting a condom on fire. I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, when it gets dark here and I don't feel like turning the lights on... <laughs> yes, you reach for a condom. How do you know? How did we get our light? Yeah. All right, here we go. One of his nicknames was Lightning Bolt. Another nickname was Iron Pants. He once took his future wife on a date to a forest fire. He was a local news anchor. Is it A, Walter Cronkite, B, Andy Rooney, C, Will Ferrell, D, Lester Holt. One of his nicknames was Lightning Bolt. Another nickname was Iron Pants. He once took his future wife on a date to a forest fire, and he really was a local news anchor. Cronkite, wow. Rooney, Farrell, Holt. Okay, so we both worked with Lester, and I can remember maybe once or twice we called him Old Iron Pants. 
Um, so it could be Lester. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say, <laughs> Howard, you didn't make a sound. You made it seem like we really did call him Old Iron Pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give you any hints. No. We call a lot of people that. old iron pants. <laughs> okay. You, and, uh, all right. Uh, I don't recall ever being around any bonfires at the station. Uh, I'm going to rule Lester out. Who are the first three again? Cronkite. Yes. Andy Rooney. Will Ferrell. I, I would think that. Uh, did I ever tell you my Walter Cronkite story? Did I ever tell you that? No. Real quick. I was sitting in the weather office back in New York, and uh, middle of the night, because I worked the early morning, and about three in the morning, the phone rings, and I pick the phone up, and it says, Steve, this is Walter Cronkite. Wow. I wanted to know, what's it going to be like over the weekend off the coast of Florida? And I said... Yeah, Wally. Call me tomorrow. And I hung up. <laughs> I hung up. And uh, it was Lester. No, no, and it was old Iron Pants himself, Lester. No, and so the phone rang again, and I picked it up, and it's <laughs> Steve. Uh, it's Walter. And uh, I said, Wally, what do you want? There was a guy in the art department in the same building whose name was Wally. Oh. And I thought it could have been Wally playing around. And the more that this Walter character talked, it sounded very convincing. And I was saying, and just I kept saying, Wally, you do a good Walter. <laughs> you do a great Walter, but and I don't have time. And he's getting pissed. I'm, I'm hanging up again because I didn't have time for bullshit. <laughs> and I hung the phone up again. And he called again. And, and he was very, he convinced me after his third call, because I was asked a couple other folks in the room, like, you know, it's so bizarre. Why is Wally doing this? And it's not Wally. Wally's not at work. And it's got to be. And I'm, oh, my goodness. And, and I'm apologizing over and over again. And he was very uh, nice about the whole thing. Was he amused? It, yeah, he said it happened a lot. I mean, people, who's going to think that Walter Cronkite right. was really there? Right, right. And we talked about weather because I, I think he was fishing or he had some vacation that he was. Well, making. he was. But it was so weird to have a call early morning like that. I remember seeing pictures of him. Uh, I think that he sailed, so he was yeah. going out on his yeah. yacht. Yes, it was definitely something related to a vacation experience. That's pretty cool to get a phone call from you know one of the legendary figures, not just in broadcasting, but just in in America. You know, yeah, but historic it wasn't so cool. figure. wasn't so cool how I handled it. When you hung up on him, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, is there an answer here? Give me the other two names. Oh, no, wait, Cronkite, Rooney, Farrell. No, it had to be. Uh, Iron Pants suggests strength, and not, not moving him anywhere. This person is rock solid. And I'm going to say the most rock solid of the remaining bunch is going to be, you know, uh, Walter Cronkite, simply because he had been around for so many, many, many years. That's my answer. Final. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> Rooney or Farrell? Uh, okay. Well, it's not. Okay. 
What's going to throw everybody off is the idea that Farrell actually was an anchor. And so, of course, it has to be Will Farrell. Final answer. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. Rooney or Lester are our two choices. Yes. I thought Lester would be so obvious because, yes, he was a, a, a local anchor because we worked with Lester. We did. But those, but those other two uh, attributes, what were they? It was Iron Pants and something else? Lightning Bolt. And he took Lightning his bolt. future wife on a date to a forest fire. Man, Lightning Bolt. I just never. Rooney or Holt? It had to be Andy Rooney. Had to be. Or either no, Mickey it didn't. Or it didn't have to be Andy or Mickey. It is it Lester is, Holt. Get out of here! I think that's you're making all of that up. He was at our station for 14 years. <laughs> yes. How little I you never, knew! I never heard anybody ever reference Lightning Bolt. Lightning in, Bolt in Holt. That came, Iron Pants. I never heard that either, but that came from early in his career when he was, I, I don't know if he was in radio or if he was in television yet, but he would show up on the scene of something immediately, like breaking news. So wow. he was Lightning Bolt Holt. And then later on, when he went to MSNBC, when he left CBS 2 after 14 years, Old he, Iron Pants. he would be on there like in these marathon sessions when there was breaking news. And they called him Iron Pants. And his wife, uh, who we met, Carol. Sure. Um, he took her, well, he didn't plan the date to the forest fire, but he got called to breaking news in California to a forest fire. And he had a date with his future wife, and he didn't cancel it. So he just took her to the forest fire while he worked. And they still got married. <laughs> Lester Holt. And it had nothing to do with burning condoms. For t <laughs> well, that's how it started, yes. They, they <laughs> later determined. All right, last one. She skipped second grade. She began learning French by the sixth grade. She has a law degree, and there is a plaque on the site of her first kiss with her future husband. Is it A, Sarah Palin, B, Hillary Clinton, C, Michelle Obama, D, RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's Palin, tough. Clinton, <laughs> Obama, Ginsburg. Give me the choices again of the... the um, she skipped second grade. Yeah. By the sixth grade, Yeah. she was learning French. Yeah. She is a lawyer, and there's a plaque on the side of her first kiss with her future husband. Mm. Palin, Clinton, Obama... Ginsburg. I'm going to say, since I'm on such a great streak, <laughs> when I get one out of these, yeah, right off the bat, you got Paul Hillary McCartney, Clinton. Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Hillary wow, Clinton. you do get better Silent as you go. Answer. Not this time Silent. though. Wrong. Oh my goodness. Uh, Palin Obama terrible. Ginsburg. I knew I should have read Becoming before now. And I don't have all of my Michelle Obama um, info. Are you finding I'm going this? To say, hang on. Are you finding this interesting? Uh, yeah, uh, to a degree. <laughs> a law degree. 
That's one of the hints. To a law degree. Okay. It'd be more interesting if I were winning. So you said Uh, uh, Clinton, did you? Winning. Yeah, winning. We are back. It's time to bring America back. Uh, Palin, Obama, Ginsburg. Uh, This is just guessing now, but I'm going to say it was Palin. Final answer. That's a good guess, but it's not it's not correct, but it's a good guess. <laughs> Michelle Obama and don't go any further. That's exa- I was only bluffing, knew it all along, finally. You got it. Michelle Obama. Yeah. She skipped second grade because she was being homeschooled and she was so advanced that they said, "Yeah, you don't need it." And her first kiss with Barack Obama was at a Baskin Robbins in Hyde Park on the near south side of Chicago and uh, was outside of there. The Baskin and Robbins is gone, but there's a rock and a plaque there that uh, that kind of, what do I say, not commemorates, but uh, that's is the pretty cool. site. Yeah. That's very cool. That now, cool. let me ask you a question right now. Uh, where's the site of the first kiss you gave your wife? Where, where, do we know? Was it was it at a was it at a Denny's? Was it at uh, uh, at the movie theater? A motel was six. It, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! That's was it, terrible. Oh, gee, you really? You better clarify who said that. I didn't. That did not come out of my mouth. That's, and there's a plaque. <laughs> that's that's symbolic. Terrible. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, but you're so old-fashioned. Why do you I'm keep saying say, that? Because I'm looking at you with that long beard. Hey, guess what? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna paint it today. Are you really? Yes. Look at mine. Looks all looks too silvery, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks good though. I don't know. I look at it once in a while. I'm going to paint mine. Are you going to do it? Yeah. Now, are you, uh, just make sure that, you know, you're going to end up looking like Bluto from the Popeye cartoon. Because remember how Bluto had like a permanently black beard? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're going to have, you're going to shave that off one day. It'll still be there. And there's going to be that big black beard under it, painted on. (laughs) (laughs) Why does Howard, why does Howard look like Bluto all the time? Right. Because he painted his beard on it. Never I'll, put that, I'll put that on the Instagram. <laughs> are you really going to do that today? Yeah. Or are you going to do it? Yeah. You're going to do it. Of course, I'm wow. getting a tattoo also, yeah, as you know. That. We've I'm talked about that sure. for a long time. But, sure. you know, the pandemic here kind of put that to a halt for now. But I'm still going to get it. Okay, wait a minute. I said Denny's. I said a movie theater outside the theater or you know or inside uh my third choice would be uh, your first kiss with your wife since you're old-fashioned that's what led to us going astray with the conversation this is terrible uh, I, I could see you i could see you in a canoe at, at lover's lane you know coming out i mean like not lover's lane but those little tunnel of love at the amusement park yeah. where you go through and in, in the uh, canoes, you know, there's a, and you come out and you're canoeing. Uh, and I could see you putting the ukulele down. <laughs> I don't, that sounds I see great. You, I see you with the hat, with the bill of the hat folded back. 
like reporters used to wear. You know what I mean? I'm talking about a natural born hat. Oh, not a not a not a, cap. Not a baseball cap turned backwards. No, no a hat and they turn yeah. the bill up. Yeah. I get it. I could and I could see you with a bow tie on. <laughs> I a have tie. no idea. I don't remember. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> well, no. It just means that there have been many more significant kisses. <laughs> and they did. That's bad too. <laughs> Many <laughs> 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 will ask your ask your wife later, darling. Were there many more significant kisses than our first kiss? We're not. What do you think our What do you think her answer is going to be? I'm going to say. Do you think she's going to remember the first kiss? No. Okay. She may surprise. She's going to say, "Get the fuck out of the room." <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't talk wow. like that either. Wow. I, I'm getting in so much trouble. He's getting awful randy with this show. Now. He is. Now, I'm going now to Tony's going to have wife. to edit that. That's okay. I hope he doesn't. I'm going to ask my wife, you ask your wife, do you remember the first kiss that we had? Do you remember okay. the first kiss um, with my wife? <laughs> <laughs> the first time I kissed your wife? I'm on a roll uh, in here with this see. You are. bullshit. Wow. Wow, I, I'm trying to remember the first kiss. What was the first? Do you? All right, listen. Let's do something easier, okay? Mm. Do you remember the first time she slapped you? <laughs> <laughs> we getting into ask her, ask her that, honey. Which do you remember more? We're getting into spousal abuse now. Me? No, the Steve first time thinks you, it's funny. <laughs> no. Or maybe the first time she slapped you was when you kissed her. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. She's got to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> it has deteriorated into craziness, hasn't it? It has. But see, this is virus talk. I'm blaming the, you know, the conditions. I've been in this house for two months or so. I can't take it anymore. Time to and bust so, out. Um, yeah. You know why? Uh, why is that? Because we need our country back. <laughs> we need it back. <laughs> he says that every time he's in front of us, and, and all the scientists and medical <laughs> folks are in the back shaking their heads. Taking their, their temperatures. With their masks on. Yeah. He's the only one there, mask free. <laughs> and what's he saying? We need it back. Back. <laughs> Like, you know, I'm expecting Hulk Hogan to come out on the stage and flex. Why does he say it like that? He that, says it twice. Because he can't think of anything else to say, first of all. <laughs> and it wasn't uh, like it, uh, boy, it wasn't like there was a lot of thought to, to, to say that. True. Um, wow, we're we are really, we're really, we're really building an audience or, or chasing them away now. We'd like For to real. give a special thanks to our... Executive producer Tony Lasano with opishow.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O P P I H shows.com. It is distributed by Ed Silha with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Radiomisfits.com. Please don't talk over me. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I still place you in a canoe with a ukulele serenading your wife with a bow tie on <laughs> you should be a novelist by the light of the silvery moon 
<laughs> I, what if what if you forgot all of that and that actually was how it happened? Would you be wor- would you be worried that you forgot all of that? No, I'm not worried about forgetting anything. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I'm not now, worried. Is there a chance? Is there a chance when this is over that you're really going to go ask her, honey, do you remember our first kiss? No. There is not a chance. <laughs> I'm going to ask mine. Are you? Of course. Well, maybe I'll question. ask. Great question. Maybe I'll ask and I'll report back to, uh, the next <laughs> podcast we do. Okay? Oh, boy. We're about 36 episodes in, man. Oh. Mm. Isn't that something? That's great. We're gonna when we hit forty, we're gonna have to have a party. Yeah, but have it on that day because I, I don't want people saying to us happy belated fortieth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me. Uh oh. Oh, now you got me Here choking. Go. Mm. Okay. Is there any way to end this? Isn't it over now? Yep. Say goodbye. Okay. See you, folks, until the next episode. All right. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, Steve. Goodbye. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's our 52nd episode. That means we made it one year. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for a look back on the first year of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hey, this is Tony Lozano, and if you like podcasts, well, I'm the guy that you want to meet. Well, maybe, but I have my own called Nude Hippo, the podcast, and I do it with uh, many members of and friends, uh, including Kimmy. Hello. We feature some of the coolest guests like... Ryan Cheverini, Ginger Z, Mr. Skin, Tom Dreesen, and so many more. These are like milestone interviews. They're timeless. So this way, you could pick it up at any point. I suggest you start from the beginning. Nude Hippo, the podcast, and Opi Show. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs> Is this over? Yes.